This podcast was brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on SiriusXM. From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is Dr. Dawn on Careers. on Sirius XM channel 132. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham, and I lead career coaching for the executive MBAs at the Wharton School. I'm also a licensed psychologist, former corporate recruiter, and author of the book Switchers, How Smart Professionals Change Careers and Seize Success. We have a new friend in the studio. Chris Tukes is at the control board today. Welcome to the most fun hour you're going to have, Chris. And of course, we have Dana and Dion with us as well so this is going to be a great great show and we are live taking your calls all hour at 844-942-7866 let me say that one more time get in line early because we want to hear your comments tips questions all hour long at 844-942-7866 so switchers are the future of work. Are you ready to reinvent? This has been a big year for switchers and we've got some exciting tools to share with you if you're in that camp. And we're also very, very, very excited because this is our military special today. So we have a great guest who is going to be answering all of your questions on how to make a successful and effective transition to the civilian world. So if you are in the military, maybe you're a military spouse and you're looking for some tips on portable careers, maybe you have a good friend who has been struggling with these questions. We want to hear from you all hour because I have this amazing woman who is joining us today. So let me introduce her. Navy veteran CEO and founder of Women's Veterans Alliance, Melissa Washington, is with us. Melissa is a disabled veteran, small business owner, speaker, entrepreneur, author, and award winner who is connecting women veterans across the nation with 10 years of career experience in recruiting and human resources. In 2019, she became the advisor to Avow American Veteran Organization of Women magazine. And she is just all around a badass, and we're so excited to have her here. Melissa, welcome to the show. Don, I'm extremely happy to be here. Well, I, I, I saw this term badassery on your website, so I have to kind of have to start there because I was like, oh, my God, one, this totally describes your you and everything you've done. But two, I just love it because because of um, all you're doing to help people in their careers, but not just their careers. I mean, your website is just a ridiculous compilation of resources on a lot of different ways for people to be more successful in life, to get help in different areas. So I'm excited to talk about all of those resources with you today. And if you're just tuning in, 844-942-7866. This is Dr. Dawn on Careers. We're live. This is our military special. Thank you to all of our veterans out there, all of our our military men and women serving their families, we can't thank you enough. So let's let's go ahead and dive in and tell us a little bit about how your journey to career switcher came about and how you ultimately became an entrepreneur, Melissa. Absolutely. Um, so as you mentioned in, in the beginning, I, I spent over 10 years in recruiting and staffing, and I was, um, like many others, climbing the uh, corporate ladder. And then uh, 2009 happened, and of course, everybody, if you were that were here, remember the economy. Just, I mean, it just took a sharp downturn, which started actually in 2008. And in 2008, my company had um, offered me a promotion, relocated me from Southern California to Northern California and to manage um, the Oracle account. And of course, I was gonna take the opportunity, um, but little did we know, just a little over a year after that, I got laid off. And um, I only knew like five people, because it's one of those things when you come into a new community, you're just working, 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 you're not able to really establish 
a network of people even, you know, getting to know your neighbors because you're just so fully entrenched in your work and your family um, with that. So end of 2009, no job. And coming from recruiting area, I thought, hey, it's no problem. I can find a job. I'm a recruiter. I, I know how to find jobs. Um, but that wasn't the case. Um, having moved to Sacramento area, um, there was just, you know, it's a large government area and just a lot of just there was no opportunity. And um, in 2009, in, in the newspaper, I saw an article about um, how they were starting to do training at the Employment Development Department for people in man- managerial professional positions. So I said, well, I'm, I might as well, might as well get out there, start meeting people and, and get some training. And that's what I did. And one of the classes, so now we're, this is 10 years ago, one of the classes was how to use social media to find a job. So the, um, they had a PowerPoint up there, and it was just very generic on how you can use Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Well, one of the things I said was, I know LinkedIn. I was an early adopter of using LinkedIn. Why don't I hold classes at my dining room table for job seekers? And that, that's what really started me on the whole journey of career reinvention is I'm starting my own business at my dining room table, helping job seekers, and then eventually salespeople, recruiters, just others, and that it turned into my own business, speaking business, evolved into a book. Um, so that's kind of, it wasn't my plan. I mean, if, if you asked me five years prior to that, where do I see myself? That's not where I would have saw myself. Um, and things just happened. I kind of just had to, I, I, I went with it. Um, I love so many things about this story, Melissa. There's so many things you mentioned that I want to tag on to. But but before I do that, I want to I want to kind of capture this feeling of being laid off, being a recruiter and feeling like, hey, I I should have this. Like, what is going on? Like what what goes through your mind at that point? Because I think a lot of people who are in this similar place right now, maybe they weren't laid off, but maybe they um, it's coming or they're worried that the economy isn't going to bounce back and they're thinking of other things. And it's a scary, scary feeling for a lot of people who are in that place and don't know where to go. So, so what was it like for you? Well, actually, um, and, and, I, and I like to share this story. I, I wasn't comfortable sharing it um, a while back, but actually I went through a, um, a grief process. And, you know, when people, when you think of grief, you think of somebody has to die and then you grieve. But I was grieving a loss of my identity and a loss of a job Um, because that's who I was. And that's, you know, right when you go and you introduce yourself, it's like, okay, how do I introduce myself? You know, I'm I'm unemployed. And then people are wondering, okay, what's the matter with you? You can't find a job. Um, So that whole thing is going through that whole process of that and really reevaluating who I am. Um, but also, also too, the financial struggles. I mean, if we look at the economy 10 years ago, you know, we couldn't even refinance our house, and that's what we we needed to because we were struggling. I mean, it was it was a big struggle. I mean, look, we were able to keep our house, but you're dealing with all that, trying to find a job, and you know, and trying to really figure out who am I. And, and I know a lot of people go through that, um, and also too, trying to find other people you can talk to. And I think having um, this job seekers group. Um, it had really helped because I was able to develop friendships and, and networking and, you know, and, and to be able to help others. But that was also, even though I was helping other people, I was also helping myself um, and, and having that. So kind of just finding other ways that we can get through something um, and, and, and having other people that understand your struggle. I think it's amazing. And I think a lot of listeners right now are relating to your story, Melissa. And I'm so glad you decided to share it on air. I've, I've been laid off twice and you pretty much captured that feeling of all of the different worries that are coming in. And, you know, people are asking you and you're not sure what to say. And it's a very lonely, lonely time. So I love that you started a group. And hey, if you're just tuning in, this is Dr. Dawn on Career, Sirius XM 132. We are live if it's Thursday, taking your calls all hour at 844-942-7866. This is our military special. We're talking about tips and tricks to make the transition from the military to a civilian role. But if you are a switcher of any type, you are going to find these resources to be extremely helpful. So stay tuned. And if you've got a question or 
or a comment or maybe you're feeling what what Melissa just described and are looking for support, we are here to help. 844-942-7866. And our guest today, Melissa Washington, is a Navy veteran and CEO and founder of Women's Veterans Alliance, which is uh, very easy to find on the website. It's basically that, right? Right, Melissa? <laughs> Women's Veteran Alliance? Yep, that's it. Yep, and you don't even have to just type in Women Veterans Alliance or Google it, and I guarantee it'll pop up. And this place has so many resources that I know people are going to want to look at. So definitely check out that website or give us a call at 844-942-7866. So a couple of things I pulled out of your story, Melissa. Uh, you know, you started this at your dining room table. And what I love about that is often when when we think about starting something, we get all wrapped up in, oh, I need to find a you know, a, a place and I need to get business cards and I need to slap up a website and and you kind of get so wrapped up in the the I guess, you know, I don't know, external pieces of it that you just don't actually start what you're doing. <laughs> but you just started it. And I love that because I think that's the exact thing that people need to do if you are not sure what your next step is. Just take a step forward. Do what you want to do. Forget about the you know, the, the snazzy business cards or all of yeah. that and just dive in. So I love that you did that. I also love what you said about this wasn't my plan. This wasn't my career plan. I, I think a lot of people out there, when they look at resumes or they look at LinkedIn profiles and they see these very linear careers that seem to build, believe that that most people have some type of plan that just works out. And I'm here to tell you that is false and if, I mean, I look at my career on paper, and sure, it looks it looks great. But I mean, there are a lot of things that I don't share. There's a lot of things that that weren't planned, and it sounds like that was the case for you, Melissa. So, if you're finding yourself not on a linear path, know that that's actually more the more the norm than than having this well-planned-out career that all works out. We all experience layoffs at some point if we're in the professional world or furloughs or we don't get the promotion or we don't we don't get the job we, we really wanted at our dream company. And often these detours lead to us finding something that is really the right path for us. So, Melissa, your story is just so inspiring. 844-942-7866. If you're just tuning in, this is our military special on SiriusXM 132. We're talking all about how to transition from military to civilian jobs and we are live if it's Thursday at 844-942-7866. So I want to I want to dive into some of the the tools right away because we talked about a number of things and you know one of the programs that the military has for transition is we talked about Melissa was the TAP program but I've heard from a lot of veterans that it's it's not as comprehensive as it needs to be. It's not, you know, it's, it's one of those work in progress. You know, I transitioned over 20 years ago and of course what it was then and what it is today there's improvement. Um, but I think also, too, any, the, the service member needs to take it on themselves just as well as any job seeker. I mean, you can't depend upon the program. you got to take the initiative yourself, right, if you want more. And there's more out there. Um, so I, I feel that that's the key piece is there's so many resources out there and not just to be dependent upon um, that, that transition program and, and to get connected with, with others. I mean, that will – hopefully ensure you a, a successful transition and then also not waiting to the last minute right so today's thursday it's like oh i get out of the military tomorrow <laughs> you know you got to have something um in the works so really starting even if you're a year out looking at your transition you know and what that looks like and granted you know we do know things change but have some kind of some type of plan uh, maybe have option a b and c um for when you do transition out yeah, one of the things I also hear from from veterans is they wish they had started earlier. They wish they had a plan and 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 I think there's so many differences, Melissa, that you know, in in the military in terms of how you're assigned to different places versus in the civilian world. What are some of the biggest ones that people maybe don't know about or, or underestimate? 
as far as um, just different programs that, that are out there. Now, as far as like the process of getting a job in the military versus getting one in the civilian world. Yeah, well, I mean, the transition, well, like when you transition from the military out, and of course, when you're in the military, I mean, you're assigned, so it's not like, you know, I mean, yeah, you can have interest in something. Um, but also, too, all the branches are different. Even when you look at the, the transition programs getting out of the military, some are a little bit more robust. Depends upon where you're stationed at. You know, you might be, trans, you know, when I transitioned, I literally walked off a ship. So, you know, the programs there might be a little bit different as far as what's, what is offered and there that's why the key point is start start early and especially if you're going to move so just think if you've been stationed in san diego for eight years and you're going to move back home to iowa um you know and you're going to want to look for work or maybe there's you know, maybe you're going to start a business or maybe you're going to take over a family business or something but just have to these are things we have to think about and because that's added stress right and people don't need that additional stress it's our the financial stress because now you're not getting a paycheck every two weeks you know, you got to figure that out. You got your family. So there's all these other things. And that's why it's just so important to find other resources that can help you. And I think that's with any transition, right? I mean, we, we're all in different transitions. I mean, I can't tell how many times I've transitioned um, in my in my career um, and, and what that looks like each time we do transition. It's very true. It's it's even if it's a good transition, I think people need to recognize that that all of that change at once can be really stressful. Moving, starting a new job, perhaps um, you know your family is adjusting to this as well. So I that idea of starting early, whether you're in the military or whether you're just starting to think that maybe 2021 is your year to make a switch. Don't wait. Start now. The sooner you start, the sooner you gain momentum and the more options you have. 844-942-7866. You're listening to SiriusXM Channel 132. If it is Thursday, noon Eastern, we're taking your calls all hour. This is our military special. So thank you to all of the men and women serving right now, as well as all of our veterans for your service. If you have successfully transitioned from military service to a civilian role. We'd love to hear the tips and what worked for you. 844-942-7866. Sharing your story and maybe some of the mistakes you made, but some of the things that were effective can help so many who are making this transition right now or people who are not in the military who are looking to make a career switch because there's a lot of overlap in that. 844-942-7866. We are very excited to have Melissa Washington with us today, a Navy veteran, CEO and founder of Women Veteran alliance and she is also an author get back to work smart and savvy real world strategies to make your next career move so Melissa, you've done you've done so much <laughs> i feel like how are how are you able to do all of these things it's um superhuman but that's why i like that you have badassery on your website tell me about your philosophy with that because that word really jumped out at me how does that how does that describe your approach to what you do to help others um, so, so with that, and then it's, um, and I know you, you saw the shirt that we have and says badassery starts here is, is, is having that, um, how would I say it's, I mean, it's having that, um, passion and perseverance that, that gives you that grit that you can have. Um, and then it's okay to be a badass, right? Um, and I think, you know, you don't have to ask permission to, to, to do that. Um, and also to being, you know, a risk taker and we have to sometimes take risks. And, and I think, too, you know, especially women, a lot of times, you know, we're waiting until we're 100% to put our, ourselves out there. Just be a badass. Get yourselves out there. You don't have to be 100% to submit yourself for a job or to do this or to go on vacation or other things like that. Um, and it's, it, it's, I think just saying it that it's okay to be a badass. Yeah, no, I like it. And and I think perfection, waiting till everything aligns is one of the things that trips a lot of us up because we, we wait for that guarantee. And as you mentioned, Melissa, there are no guarantees. We are going to get rejected when we apply for jobs. I mean, it's it's the, the statistics basically say that, 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 you know, eight out of out of 10 will pretty much be rejected. So if you get two responses, you're actually doing pretty well. Um, I mean, that's that certainly doesn't make people feel good. But when you know the stats and what What's happening out there then you can you can really 
understand where you where you fit in. But I do want to talk a little bit about a new tool that I'm very excited LinkedIn just launched. And Melissa, I definitely want to talk about LinkedIn in the transition process. But LinkedIn just launched a new tool to help Americans make a career change, which totally gets at my heart. Um, according to their data, 45% of job seekers haven't tried to make a change because they really just don't know where to start. And I hear that a lot. I know I want to do something else, but I don't know what I want to do. So in comes the new career explorer feature. And this displays careers job seekers can transition into by finding skills that overlap with their previous jobs. So basically, the tool ranks the skills in order of priority based on the job position. It identifies the skills you need to build to make that career pivot. So it identifies what those gaps are and even shows the popularity rate for a specific career transition and helps users connect with people in the field they are interested in through LinkedIn. So for example, just to kind of break this down, Career Explorer um, will show that if you're currently a food server, there's a 71% similarity match to customer service based on transferable skills like time management and teamwork and interacting with customers. And then for any skills gaps that are identified, you can click on that skill, which will take you right to a LinkedIn learning course to get some experience around it. So holy cow, this has not been widely publicized and, and I kind of tripped over it. If you want to check it out, go to linkedin.github.io backslash career dash explorer. I'll say that one more time. linkedin.github.io backslash career explorer to check it out. So so I'm really excited about this tool, Melissa, because basically what it's doing, it's, it's taking the skills you have in your profile and saying, hey, these are the transferable skills. Here's some of the ideas where you might want to get started on what you can transition into. And here's some of the gaps and how you can close those gaps and people you can talk to. So it's it's really a great effort on LinkedIn's part to help people with the hardest part of the process, which is just getting started. But let's talk about the importance of LinkedIn in a career switch, particularly military to veteran career. Or sorry, military to civilian careers. What are your thoughts on LinkedIn? Well, of course, I love LinkedIn. <laughs> I worked at LinkedIn for a few years, and that's what actually um, doing the LinkedIn training at my dining room table is what kind of what actually catapulted me into small business ownership, entrepreneurship, and it's one of the larger chapters in my book. So it's, it's such a critical piece as we look for uh, work, whether we look for a new business, whether we look to do business, whether we're looking for a nonprofit, we're looking to do beyond a board. I mean, there's so much... Um, you know, I love to share, like, LinkedIn is the, um, if you take the, the the yellow pages, white pages, for those that remember the phone books, right? And then you you take all that, plus you take the Rolodexes, and you, and you mix all that together, and it's like, voila, you have this huge platform. And yeah, it's social media, but there's so much more um, that this platform could be used if you know how to use it. Um, and, you know, and, it, and it's great that LinkedIn has introduced that um, piece. Um, there with that. I mean, it's, it's doing a lot of things for everyone. But I think it also goes back to is to make sure that someone has their profile complete because if it's going to pull from right for the keywords and the job titles, is making sure that you've got the, the information so LinkedIn can be the best asset for yeah, yeah, I think that's what people need to understand. So this this new career explorer tool pulls specifically from that skills section where where people can add those fifty skills. So that the more complete that section, the better results you're going to get with this career explorer tool. But when recruiters or or companies are searching for candidates, and and this is the thing, and I think people need to understand this, Melissa, that a lot of companies don't have the resources to handle hundreds of applications, and so they tend to look for passive candidates. They tend to go on LinkedIn and do searches, which pull from your headline, which pull from your titles, which pull from perhaps your education. They can certainly program it a lot of different ways. So the more complete and accurate your profile is, the more 
chances you have of showing up in these searches. So I do think I do think my opinion is if you're if you're in the professional world, you need to be on LinkedIn. I know that that certain roles use it more than others, but what we're seeing is more and more industries are jumping on there because of everything you just said, Melissa, which is it's just sort of a one-stop shop. And that's the first place people go to meet you. So when you look at your profile, is this the first impression you want to make? Is it complete? Do you have a, a an updated clear picture? Do you have the words that you want to describe yourself? Are you letting LinkedIn just default to whatever it wants? Recognize this is if you're you're networking, you're creating informational meetings, you're going for a job interview, you're applying to jobs. This is the first place often people go to meet you. So think about the impression you're making. Are you active on it or or has it just been sitting there for for years untouched? Think about it. 844-942-7866. We are live all hour long on SiriusXM 132. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. And if you're just tuning in, we're honoring our brave servicemen and women and their families by sharing career advice geared towards transitioning military. So if you're in this process or a family member of someone you know, perhaps making this transition into the civilian world, you are on the right channel. Or maybe you've made this transition and you've got some great tips to share with others. We want to hear from you at 844-942. 7866. Our guest today, Melissa Washington, Navy veteran, CEO and founder of Women's Veterans Alliance, which you can find by just going to type that in. And you can also follow Melissa on Twitter at Lady Vets, which you should do because she's got tons of great resources to share with you. So I want to, speaking of kind of uh, tools that sort of translate things, can you tell us about the, uh, you know, Google has a translator as well, which which many people might not know about. Yes. So there are, of course, many different translators um, out there, but Google does have one. So all you have to do is if you just type in um, jobs for veterans in Google, and then you get through, you know, the ads, but then there's going to be um, on the screen where you can type in your um, MOS or what you did in the military, and then it, it'll bring up different jobs that correlate um, to that um, job that you had in the military. But also, too, um, some people may not want to do the same thing that they did in the military. Um, so it's just thinking, okay, well, if I put, you know, if I was an electrician in the military and I, I want to do, you know, be in human resources, well, that's probably not going to be much of help, but it might be some help. Um, but probably not. So just think about that. Or um, there's also um, the ONET online, which that should be given during the TAPS class. Uh, military.com has a translator. Um, you know, and it was very interesting when we were going to job fairs um, last year and year before. There would be some um, employers there that I would see that would actually have the, their uh, MOS, which is their military occupation specialty, that number, that um, alpha, the letter, they would actually have that on like a board, and then they would say what it would translate to at their company um, because they're really targeting, you know, military members, which I thought that was pretty cool. Um, so really looking at how you have, you know, your, your, your transferable skills, um, and, and that's why it's really important to talk to someone, too, when we look at what are transferable skills. And you even mentioned it before, you know, as, you know, LinkedIn was mentioning, okay, you're doing this, and it might translate to this. Um, so a lot of times, just because you have this Tyler do this, you might be able to do something else um, because of those skills that you have in that position. Yeah, I think people just need to understand where to begin and get start generating ideas. So I love that that Google has this kind of translator that takes you know military terms and and translates them into more common business language. Because here's the deal: if you are making any kind of career switch, it is 100% up to you to speak the language of the industry that you are going for. So if you're you're moving from military to civilian, you want to, you know, not talk about mission, but maybe talk about project. If you're moving from academia to to corporate, you might want to stop talking about lesson plans and talk about project plans. So and and the reason this is so important is because a lot of hiring managers 
are not necessarily trained in hiring people who are making a switch. So while you might see a clear path to the transferability of your skills, they may not. And when they start to hear words that they're not used to, even if when you boil them down, they mean the same thing, they start to think, wow, this isn't the person I want. They haven't done the things that I want them to do. When in fact you have, you're just calling it something different. But often they don't take the time to do that transition translation for you. So you need to do it so that that you're putting those pieces together very clearly for the hiring manager when you're making those types of switches. 844-942-7866. We are live if it's Thursday noon Eastern on Sirius XM channel 132. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham, and it's time for our pre-break quiz. So in 2010, The military stopped using this material, which ended up saving them almost a dollar per uniform. Of course, it has to be a military-themed pre-break quiz. In 2010, the military stopped using this material, saving 96 cents, almost a dollar per uniform. If you think you know, give us a call at 844-942-7866. You're listening to SiriusXM Channel 132, and we will be right back. You're listening to Dr. Dawn on Careers. On Business Radio. Welcome back to Dr. Dawn on Careers, Sirius XM Channel 132. I'm your host, Dr. Dawn Graham, and I am a licensed psychologist, former corporate recruiter, and author of the book Switchers, How Smart Professionals Change Careers and Seize Success. This is our military special where today we are honoring our brave servicemen and women and their families by sharing career advice geared towards transitioning military. And a special guest with us today is Melissa Washington a Navy veteran, CEO and founder of Women Veterans Alliance and author of the book, Get Back to Work, Smart and Savvy Real World Strategies to Make Your Next Career Move. We are live if it's Thursday at 844-942-7866. And right before the break, we did our pre-break quiz. So we're going we're gonna to go to Dion. Dion, in 2010, the military stopped using this material, saving nearly a dollar per uniform. What is it? So it saved a dollar per uniform. That's not that. I mean, that's just a fun fact, but that isn't going to really help you with the, <laughs> with the answer. Um, well, I'm trying to think of what material is, is cheaper. Um, I mean... I feel like cotton is the wrong answer, um, so I'm going to say uh, polyester. Was there a Seinfeld episode where George changed the uh, the Yankees yes. uniform? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> the the uh, Yankee uniforms. Did we did we just have a moment where we actually understood each other, Dion? I, I, and we actually well, watched I mean, it, it, a similar show. Okay, but this never happens. Most of the time I mention a movie or a show, you're like, I've never seen it. Well, because you watch terrible shows. Oh, right. Says <laughs> says says the man who eats gummy worms. That's all I'm going to say hey, there. Hey, hey, hey. Lay off the gummy worms. <laughs> well, um, that is not right, but it did make me think of Seinfeld, which is always uh, a fun thing to do. But we have, we have to go to, to Dana. I think I'm going to say copper. Copper in uniforms. In the, in, in the uniforms. Well, a zipper? Oh, maybe. Oh, okay. And then they changed the they ain't, they ain't getting creative. I, I like, like it. it. I like it. That is not right, but no. But, right. but I do like it. I had not thought of the zipper. Um, <laughs> uh, 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 Chris, welcome to the team. Did you know you're going to have to play the game? I was a little aware, but now we're here. <laughs> yeah, but you, you, you have the advantage. You're going third. Let's see. Um, we had terrible answers. That's not really an advantage. <laughs> I'm going to go with the first other material I can think of, and that is just going to be leather. Let's just go Ooh, with leather. leather. Oh, good call. Good call. Where would they use leather, Chris, on a uniform? 
Um, they can find a place. I'm sure they can find a place. <laughs> You're right. I'm sure they can always find a place. Fortunately, it's not leather. So, I, so, so Melissa, you get to play today. Um, oh, very good. Well, I'm I'm going to take a guess because um, when I was in the Navy, we'd have wool socks, another wool. So maybe they stopped using wool. Oh, interesting. Interesting. I would think wool wool is uh yeah is pretty important if you're in a cold climate. Um yeah. and and that would be really mean if they said, "Well, we're just going to go cheaper." <laughs> There's no more wool socks. <laughs> You'd be cold now. <laughs> the the actual answer is Velcro. In 2010, the military stopped using Velcro because buttons are silent probably important depending on where you are easy to replace in the field and actually work fine in the mud and do not clog up with dirt and fray and disintegrate when repeated laundering is happening so another benefit of buttons they save the army 96 cents per uniform although velcro does still remain on the cuffs and the nameplates for patches. So so they didn't 100% replace it, but uh, yes. I feel like that, that first reason is the, the, the most important. It's yeah. quiet. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean that, that would really suck um, to give your position away just because you, you know, you needed something in your pocket <laughs> for sure. But but yeah, Velcro. And who knew? I, I would have thought Velcro is, is cheaper than buttons, but maybe not. I don't know. There you go. There you go. Well, anyway, hey, you want another fun fact? In every major conflict, dogs work side by side with the U.S. soldiers. So, for example, during World War II, Doberman Pinchers worked as scouts and messengers. And today's fully trained Bob canines are worth upwards of $150,000. That is one expensive dog. So... I'm going to say if you're thinking about a pet for the holidays, a fully trained bomb canine is probably out of budget for, for all yeah, of us. That, that ain't Lassie. <laughs> Although, well, the Lassie is pretty skilled. <laughs> yeah, kind of. I don't know if, I don't know if Lassie was like a, a military trained dog, though. No, no. Like, didn't, didn't have their certifications. But, you know, I, I think Lassie <laughs> had it in him to be a switcher. I do. So 844-942-7866. You're listening to Dr. Dawn on Career Series XM Channel 132. This is our military special. We're excited to have Melissa Washington with us today sharing lots of tips. Whether you're in the military or not, these tips can be helpful to making a career switch. 844-942-7866. So let's talk, Melissa about portfolio careers because I think this is such an important topic for for both the transitioning military but also for anybody thinking of making a change. Um, can you share a little bit about your thoughts on portfolio careers and and why they're so interesting? Why are they so interesting? Well uh, well one of it is a lot of people are like okay what is it? do I have to have a portfolio to have a portfolio uh, career is probably one of the bigger things um, there. But when you look at it, and it, in, in a sense, that's what it is, right? If you think of if, if you're coming to present your portfolio, it's different things, right? Different um, interests, different things that you have. And, and, I, and I, I feel that so many people probably are do, or have portfolio careers. They don't even realize. They don't even probably realize that it's, um, there's a name for it of their whole careers um, and having you know, multiple, whether you look at multiple streams of income, multiple um, types of jobs um, that you have. So you could have, maybe you have a, maybe you have a real estate business, but you're also making jewelry and selling on Etsy. Or, I mean, just, you know, it could just be something just like that. Um, or it, in a sense, it pretty much just breaks it down where it's, it's multiple streams of income. Um, I, I, I feel that's the easiest way to share what it is. And it doesn't have to be the same type of jobs. It's a portfolio of different things you do. And a lot of times it's interest, right? It's a lot of times that's how it happens. There's people have interests, um, especially with Etsy and all these other sites where you can sell things on Facebook marketplace and, and you can make money doing it. I think a lot of people are moving in this direction, um, as you mentioned, Melissa, not because they necessarily intended to, because they have multiple interests or because they've learned that having one income stream can be much more risky or because they are, um, you know, 
maybe they're moving around. I know a lot of military spouses have created portable careers and portable careers are those ones that that you can really do from anywhere, which on a positive note, because everybody um, who used to work in an office now is is for the most part working remotely. I think there's going to be a lot more opportunities for these portable careers that basically if you have the internet and a laptop, you can do. So so I, the, the goal of this conversation about what Melissa and I are sharing is to be creative. A lot of people, when they think about applying for a job, they think one job, 40, 50 hours a week, one location, and one specialty. And, you know, for a lot of people, this works. This is what they want. But but if you have multiple interests or if you need flexibility or if you uh, want the, the, you know, maybe feeling of having multiple income streams that would make you feel better. So a lot of people have an anchor job, which might be you know, three or four days a week that that maybe comes with benefits. And then they have these side jobs and maybe they write for a magazine. Maybe they they, um, you know, are on Fiverr or Upwork or or drive for Uber or something like that. Or maybe they have a construction business or maybe during the summers they have a painting business or a landscaping business. And so this is the idea of starting to get really creative because we can design our own careers these days around our our families if that's if that's our priority or around our time maybe we're we're looking to get another degree and we need to to space it out between work so i think the idea about a portfolio career where you have multiple different jobs creating your your income stream is something that's really appealing to a lot of people. It creates maybe a level of, of uh, security and it certainly keeps you building your network because you're working in different circles, which I think is so critical to long-term career success. And of course, building your skills. When you work in different environments, you're exposed to different technology, different processes, you're more agile. So I think there are so many benefits. And if you've not really thought about a portfolio career or even a portable career, one where you can, you know, do from anywhere, work from home, think about it. Because as you're looking to make your next career switch, this may be exactly what you were looking for. 844-942-7866. You are listening to Dr. Dawn on Careers, and we are live if it's Thursday, noon Eastern, taking your calls all hour long. And of course, this is our military special where we're honoring the brave servicemen and women and their families and veterans by sharing advice geared towards transitioning military. So how can, Melissa, how can, how can, People who are transitioning, we, we talked about the translator tools and, you know, those types of things. We talked about LinkedIn's new Career Explorer, which can help you figure out what places your transferable skills are going to be valuable. We've talked about planning early. So we've talked about a lot of these things, portfolio careers and looking at different structures. And so I'm wondering what... Uh, we talked about informational interviews prior to getting on air. What are your thoughts on informational interviews? How has that changed due to COVID? Um, and why are these so critical when somebody's either trying to figure out their next step or someone is trying to land their next job? It's still very critical, even though it's it's changed because you kind of now there's probably no longer that in-person meeting because that's something I'd always share. You know, you want to be able to get inside a company, but that's pretty much it's not even of relevance today. Um, but what it is is if you if you shift and you know a lot of it's going to be a mind shift for people um, as we look at when you're looking for a job because I tell people now you're in sales and marketing, right? So you, you may not know that there's um, a job or something that's going to somebody's going to buy your product or service, but you have to get to know more about them, and they need to get to know more about you. So what a fantastic way to do that is if you call it informational interview or informational meeting is getting connected with somebody that works at that company. Um, because a lot of times when we look at jobs, it may not even be a good fit for the person interviewing, right? It's, you know, a lot of times they focus on the fit of the person or they're going to fit in the company, but you may look at it and say, you know what, I don't think I'm going to fit in this company. Um, but that's opportunity if you're able to talk with people, understand their values, understand more about the company. You know, for women, um, you know, pantyhose, I haven't owned a pair of pantyhose in a long time, but if I went to a company and all of a sudden now i got to wear pantyhose, that might be a concern. 
so you know you have to really think about okay what is what are they what are they going to do here or you know um, is their schedule flexible and that's why it's important to talk to people what kind of benefits do they have and that's that's when you go to these informational interviews it's not about the job I mean of course that's what you want you know short term or long term but it's about getting to know more about um, that company and that's where LinkedIn comes into play is finding out, you know, I tell people, make a list of, okay, these are the five companies I'm interested in working at. And it's easy, especially when I talk to transition military members, it's usually the same ones, like Lockheed Martin, Amazon, Google. So, okay, let's take Amazon. Who do you know that works at Amazon? Who do you know that knows someone that works at Amazon? And it's getting connected with those people. Don't worry about if they're in the same department. I mean, if they're in the same department, great. Um, maybe you don't. A lot of companies now have employer resource groups. So they have employer resource groups that are specific to veterans. So getting connected with somebody in that group so they can know more about you um, and more about, you know, the type of work that you're looking for um, as well. You know, when I worked in corporate America, um, one of the companies I worked at, we posted the job two weeks internally before we posted it outside. So just think if you had already interviewed, maybe information interview with someone there, they know who you are so they can reach out to you um, prior to that job going out. There's so there's so many benefits to that, and I know some people get scared, but I tell you, once you do one, you want it, you're ready to do that like the next one. Yeah, no, I love that. It's kind of getting over that hump of doing the first one, and then you realize, wow, this was actually very helpful, informative. The person was friendly. <laughs> and, yeah. And, um, you know, and I, I, I got some great information. And I think it's so important. We talk about networking so much on this show, and my, you know, PSA of the day, I know we've talked about many, but like, Please, if you're applying online for a job, try and find an internal referral. Um, use LinkedIn. I know for the military, Melissa, there's a lot of mentoring type databases. I think like Veterati and, and um, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you could uh, list a few others really quickly. No, well, Veterati is actually I'm a mentor, which actually reminds me I need to go put my update my schedule. Um, but that's a fantastic resource. You have um, ACP, American Corporate Partners. You know, there's all different types of um, other organizations that do that. But just starting on LinkedIn is probably one of the easiest ways for people to, to get connected. And people want to help. I mean, they, they want to. So, you know, putting your information out there, don't just say I'm looking for a job. You know, just try to really be really specific, especially if we're going to transition to another part of the country that you're not in. Pe- people really do want to help. You, but you got to be specific or you know, not just say, hey, I'm looking for work. Help me. Uh, that's such an important point, <laughs> Melissa, that I want to <laughs> tap into that because I think that's the biggest reason why um, you know people who say no one responds to me, why you don't get responses. You have to do the work to show people, um, you know, you have to help them to help you. A Jerry Maguire reference, which I'm sure Dion hopefully has seen, but uh, <laughs> but you have to tell them what specifically is going to be helpful, and we always shy away from this, but the fact is, if somebody comes to me and says, hey, Don, I see you used to work at, at Corn Ferry. I'm wondering if you have any contacts there that might be able to talk to me. Well, yes, yes, I do, and that's easy, and I can do that. If somebody comes to me and says, hey, you know, I'm kind of looking for a new opportunity in tech, okay, I don't know what to do with that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what yeah. in tech, where you want to be, what companies are looking at, what you've already done. So you are going to be infinitely more successful as a networker if you are specific. If you invest in the person first, research what they're uniquely qualified to talk about, and then you know follow them maybe on LinkedIn or read their articles or their, take their courses, whatever um, they have out there, and then ask them a specific question they're uniquely qualified to answer and you are going to get so much better information. People are going to be happy to help you because the people who are not helping you, chances are they want to, but they just don't know how. 844-942-7866. You're listening to SiriusXM Channel 132. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. Hey, if you haven't uh, checked out my TEDx talk, you should do that because it actually tells you how you can tap into the network you already have to find people in these companies you're applying to. And I guarantee if you do what I tell you in, in my TEDx talk, you will you will find out that you already have a great network and are already connected to likely the person that's going to connect you to your next hiring manager, 844-942-7866. So, so 
in terms of networking, too, I have found that that veterans love to help veterans or, or transitioning military. Like I have found that that, you know, it, you have that connection. So you're much more likely, Melissa, to get somebody to say, yeah, I totally get where you are. I, you know, was struggling with this when I was transitioning and they're they're going to help you. I mean, is, is that what you've experienced? Yeah. But also, too, we can't, I think, too, the, just because, and I have to tell veterans, just because you're a veteran, don't make that assumption that just that you're going to get, you know, yeah, we should be at the top of the list for things, too, but you also have to do the work. And I think that's kind of even what we're talking about is to be that, you know, they, they could be talking to 10 other people and, you know, and that goes back to your brand and, you know, figuring out, okay, who you are and what's going to make you stand out and then having that, that piece um, and, and being able to present yourself mm-hmm. um, as well, and I think sometimes that might be hard for somebody to transition to the military because you're no longer sergeant so and so or whatever. It's like how do you how do you present yourself and have that um, your your best foot forward um, there? And that's why again having to reaching out to others um, to help you with that. And and one of the things I always like to share is people get so focused on a dang resume. <laughs> I'm like it's just a piece of paper. Um, you know, it, I think so many efforts could be put into other things before we. And again, it goes back to waiting for 100 percent. We're waiting for 100 percent to put ourselves out there. You know, don't get fixated on a piece of paper. Even it is important, but it's not that important. To me, it's not the top thing that people should be focused on. Yeah, I agree with you, Melissa. I think it's it is important to have a stellar resume, a targeted resume, one that speaks to your audience that you are focused on. All of that is true, but in my opinion, it should be it should come second. The, you know, the relationship in an ideal world should come first and then that that resume should be the backup just to kind of put things in a structure, but but I agree you know, little tweaks to your resume here and there probably aren't going to make the same difference that building your network by a few extra people, especially if they're well connected, will do. And I tell people all the time about second level contacts. These are the individuals who are the contacts of the people you already know, which means the more you build your first level contacts, the more second level contacts you have. So get out there, reach out to people that you've met, that you've seen on conferences, that you've seen on panels, that you you know, you interact with in your daily life, your neighbors, your community, because I guarantee you these individuals have excellent networks that you just don't even realize. And once you connect with them on LinkedIn, you will also have access to those networks. So, Melissa, it has been great having you here today. So much information shared. And you know, thank you for your service and thank you for all the work you're doing to help others with this transition. Where can people reach you if they'd like more information? They can either Google my organization, Women Veterans Alliance, or Google Melissa Washington. I guarantee you'll come up. I'm on all social media platforms. And one last thing I just wanted to leave everyone with is um, LinkedIn does offer a free subscription, a premium for veterans, uh, military members, and their spouses if they go to veterans.linkedin.com, and then they can find more information there. Fantastic. Thank you so much. This has been an incredible hour filled with lots of great tips for our transitioning military. And if you missed earlier in the show that LinkedIn launched a new tool called Career Explorer, which is designed to help you make a career change and has many, many cool features, including how to translate your your transferable skills, how to close those gaps, you should check that out. And a very big thank you to all of our listeners. And of course, Dana, Dion and Chris. Thank you for making this show sound great. And of course, to Melissa Washington and all of our veterans and military personnel out there who are protecting us every day. Thank you so much for your service. This is Dr. Dawn on Careers. I'm your host, Dr. Dawn Graham. You can follow me on Twitter at Dr. Dawn Graham for more information, and we will see you next time. Insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.